John 1.38. John 1.38. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith to them, What seek ye? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, Master, where dwellest thou? And he saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. I want to speak a few moments on this, what seek ye, what seek ye. Amen. Lord, we are thankful again today to be in this house. We're so thankful, Lord, to have your presence and your spirit, oh God, working in our lives and the very privilege, Lord, to know who you are. God, I count it an honor, Lord, to be in your house, to stand, Lord, before your people, to handle your word this morning. I pray, God, that you would help me in handling your word. Touch every mind, every heart in this house. Give everyone, Lord, an ear that would hear the word of God and would help us, Lord, to respond to your word today. For God, we are hungry, Lord, to follow you and to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Just three little words is my sermon today, and that is, what seek ye? This question wasn't asked because Jesus was ignorant of their desire. He wasn't like, oh, I don't really know what you're here for, so what seek ye? Jesus was omniscient, knowing all things, folks. Their very thoughts God knew. But Jesus was opening a door of opportunity to them. God was giving them an open door saying, what do you want to voice to me is your desire today. Jesus took notice, if you noticed in that verse, Jesus took notice that they were following him. See, they had seen Jesus, yet Jesus knew their every move. They saw him. It looked like he was looking this way, but even when he was looking that way, he knew. Did you notice that in the Bible, in that verse of Scripture we read, it said Jesus turned, or Jesus faces them. He gives them his undivided attention, folks. They weren't invited to follow Jesus at this point. There's nowhere in the Scripture where I find why they're following him that he had already said, follow me. There was no invitation given, but there must have been a desire on their part to want to follow Jesus. Did you hear me? There was a desire on their part to follow Jesus. Uh, He first asked him a question, only three little words, and that was, what seek ye? This is a question that has to be answered by every soul in this house today in 2018, folks. The fact is, I cannot answer that question for you today. The bottom line is this, what's your motivation for following Jesus? What is your motivation for following? This question demands that you search your own heart for a motive. Because motives... Make all the difference, folks. Think about this for a moment. In John chapter 1, and we looked at that verse number 38, but look at verse 35. It says, again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, 
two of his disciples. And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God! And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. The two disciples began to follow Jesus because of the testimony of John, folks. John didn't expound or explain all about Jesus. He just said, Behold the Lamb of God. I don't know what, what it was exactly that motivated you to begin to follow Jesus. Was it a sermon that you heard? Was it a song that you heard sung? Was it a testimony that was given? Was it a family connection to God? What was it that made you want to follow God? Do you realize that even though the two disciples saw Jesus, the Bible doesn't indicate that they saw him as the Lamb of God. They just heard John say, Behold the Lamb of God, but it does not indicate that they were convinced that he was the Lamb of God. Could it be that they just saw him as another man but was a little interested in this statement that John made? Could it be if John hadn't made that declaration that they would have never recognized him as anything more than just another man? It wasn't their revelation that caused them to be interested. It was John's revelation that caused them to be interested. Let me insert this thought. It's important that we be excited about the revelation of our God, folks. Amen. It's important that we share the revelation of our God. I've been teaching about doctrine. I've been teaching about the oneness of God. I'm not teaching that so you can just increase in knowledge. I'm teaching that so you can share that revelation with understanding to other individuals, folks. Our revelation can help other people understand when they may not yet completely understand for themselves. So it is important for individuals who may be seated in the same house of God, hearing the same message delivered, feeling the same presence of God, that they may fail to recognize God for who He really is. Individuals that sit in this house on Wednesday night when I teach about the oneness of God, and they do not understand about the oneness of God. To them, I'm just teaching verses. To them, it's just another Bible study, but they don't understand the depths of the importance of the revelation of Jesus Christ. You must understand when John said, Behold the Lamb of God, Jesus was not yet on the cross. He was just beginning His journey toward the cross. When would he actually become the Lamb of God? It would be when he was on the cross fulfilling the will of God as the Lamb sacrificed for our sins, folks. John had a revelation of something that he was going to be, not what he was in the moment. And John was saying, hey, you need to understand, behold the Lamb of God. You don't know what this man is about to do, but this man is about to purchase your salvation as the spotless Lamb of God and give his blood for you. Church, it is important that every individual in this house that has the baptism of the Holy Ghost and has an understanding of the revelation that you share it with this world. 
Come on, that you share it with this world. Don't be intimidated with the revelation that you have, folks. See, if we fail to recognize who he is, we will definitely fail to take advantage of this opportunity we have in Jesus. They didn't follow him because he was a man. They followed him because as the lamb, he was about to provide hope for them. Oh, church, hear me today. We're not just another church having another service. We at the Palace of Praise are trying to tell people you have hope. Why? Because of a lamb that was sacrificed on the cross of Calvary. Behold the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful for Christmas time. I'm thankful that we take time to reckon. It's not about the gifts and Sandy coming down the chimney and all that junk. What it is about is Jesus Christ coming and wrapping himself in flesh that he can become the Lamb of God. So I present you with the same question again today, and that's this. What seek ye? What seek ye? Can I ask you a question? Why are you here today? Why are you in church today? Well, it's Sunday. You go to church on Sunday, and with some people, that's all that church is. It's Sunday morning, Family's been going there for years. I'm just going to go to church because that's what we do on Sundays. We just go to church. But it is more than just going to church. It's more than just saying it's Sunday and today is, yeah, it's the day of the Lord. So I'm going to go give my 45 minutes or an hour to God. It's deeper than that. Can I ask you a question? What do you want out of your relationship with Jesus? You ready? Is it just simply a fire escape? Is it simply just a way to get out of hell? Do you need some social support? Is that what the church is to you? Is it maybe some need of just financial support? Is that what the church is for you? Do you need a support group for the trouble you're going through right now? Have you been rejected by a spouse or a lover and you are on the rebound and so now you need to find God? Have you burnt all your bridges with all your friends and all your family and everyone else so now you need some new ones and you know that the church can be here for you? And let me insert, yes, we are here to help you today. We are here when you are in your troubles and we will pray for you and help you and we will do everything we can to mend relationships with people. We're here to help people get off of addictions. We're here to help people break loose from sin. Hallelujah! But at some point, the church has to be more than just us doing something for you. The church has to be you having a desire to know who Jesus really is for yourself, folks. See, there's more. My motives for asking this question is the same as Jesus. Jesus did not ask the question for his information, but for their information, folks. Actions are very important, but you need to discover why. Everybody say why. 
You need to know why you come to church. You need to know why you pray. You need to know why you have a relationship with God. It's not just because pastor asked you to or you feel the pressure to be in the house of God or you feel the pressure to read your Bible, but you need to know why you do what you do in living for God, folks. Because walking with God is about a relationship with God. See, people's motives affect their actions. Can you say amen to that? If the motives is selfish, then the individual will seek to minister to self. That motive is contrary to why Jesus came to this earth. He came that we would die to ourselves and live unto God. He came that, again, that we might decrease, that he might increase, folks. But the true Christian, folks, is to be a servant to others. A little song... I haven't heard it in quite a while. It's a little Christmas song that says this. Give me, give me, I want, I want. Give me, give me, I want, I want. More toys, more things. That's an actual song. It's funny, but. <laughs> Go find it for yourself. It's a little song. It goes to the thing. Want this, want that, want that. Give me, give me, I want, I want. That's what we live in a society. That that's their theme song. Year round. Not just Christmas. Give me, give me, I won't. But you know what we're here to do? Is to give me. Not to me, but me to give to you, God. Everything I have, God, I'm going to give to you. Church, we're here to invest in people. Not just have them invest in me. You're not going to run the aisle there, but that's the a, that's a reason why the palace of praise is here. Is that we may invest in others. Can somebody say Amen. See, again, the true Christian is what? A servant unto all. You've got to appreciate the response of the disciples. They didn't say, we got some real problems that we need you to take care of, Jesus. <laughs> Nor did they ask to be one of his disciples. All they could muster courage to say or ask was this, where dwellest thou? <laughs> See, that was important. They didn't make it about them. When he said, what seek you? They didn't say, well, you know what? I got a hangnail I've had for years and I need delivering because you can do that, God. Or I have this need. Did you look and see what they said? Where dwellest thou? They didn't make it about them, folks. They were making it about Jesus. Hear me. They were making it a about Jesus. This is important. They didn't make it just about their own needs, their own wants, their own desires. They were saying, I want to know more about you, where you live, and everything about you. Hear me. They didn't make it about their world or their home. They made it all about Jesus. They were willing to go where Jesus dwelled, folks. They wanted to know more about Jesus. They didn't ask any details about his house. 
Uh-uh. They didn't care what neighborhood Jesus lived in. The house wasn't the drawing card, folks. The comfort of his home wasn't important. The only thing that mattered was Jesus dwelled there. They said, hey, I just want to know where you dwell, folks. We're not in the church for the benefits we can receive from God. We're here because what? The presence of the Almighty God is here. Hey, I don't want to be in a $10 million mansion on a hill if God's not there. I don't want to be in the richest place in all the world if God is not there. But give me just a poor little place if the presence of my God is there. If God's dwelling there, I want to be there. Oh, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord, folks. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Listen, you can be content in whatever state you find yourself, in whatever condition you find yourself, physically, mentally, financially, you can be content if you will just realize Jesus is with you and dwelling with you. That makes everything worth living, folks. Oh, we need God above everything. I remember that song that says, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but just give me Jesus. I need God, folks. Hallelujah. They could find a better home probably somewhere else in Israel, but they couldn't find someone else better to get close to than Jesus, folks. Jesus' response was this. He said, come, what did he say? Come and see. It's interesting, I, lots of times on Sundays you will see this, you'll be driving down the road here and you'll see a big sign out and it says this, open house today. Anybody seen those signs? You see it a lot on the week. Open house today. Guess what? Every day is an open house with Jesus. Monday through Sunday. On Tuesday, guess what God has out in front of his house? Open house, son. <laughs> you know what he has on Thursday? We're not having church at the Palace of Praise on Thursday. Does not matter. For Jesus, he has a sign that says open house. Anytime that you say, hey, where do you well, God? You know what? You're going to find a sign that says open house at Jesus' house today. And he'll welcome you in any day. Anytime you want to receive the Holy Ghost, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Any day you want to repent, God's door is open to you. And he's saying, come on in today. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is always, somebody say always, always glad and ready when people want to know more about him. At 12 years of age, what'd they do? They found him what? Standing inside of the temple, expounding about the word of God. He's only 12 years old, but what does he want to do? He's wanting to tell them more about his word and telling them more about who he is. Folks, that's my God. My God's desire is you know everything you can about my God. You will never be rejected by God. You will never be pushed back by God. If you have a hunger and a desire, you mark it down. You know what you're going to hear Jesus say? Come and see. It's a wide open door. Come and see. 
Oh, another song that I thought of in preparing this message was this, more, more about Jesus. Anybody remember the song, more, more about Jesus, more of his saving fullness, see more of his love who died for me. No hungry individual has to furnish, it's God. God is always here for the hungry folks. You don't have to make false gods and build idols to yourself. You don't have to furnish yourself with a God. If you have a hunger, God is going to make himself available to you. Hallelujah. Hear me today. God never plays hide and seek with a hungry heart. There may be times we find with Israel, he said, you will seek me, but you won't find me. That was because they had hard hearts and wouldn't obey him and wouldn't follow him after he had constantly extended his hand and they rejected it again. Then God said, okay, now you're going to have time, a hard time finding me because when you seek me, you won't be able to find me. But I'm talking to individuals in the house today that I have confidence to be able to tell you today. How many ever played hide and go seek? Anybody? I think most of us have played hide and go seek. <laughs> you close your eyes. I'm going to tell you what. Hey, here's another thing. Nobody's ever played hide and go seek that didn't cheat. Everybody, they say count to 30. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 19, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Or it's... We could pray right there, repentance, but... Hide and go seek. One person hides and then you have to go try to find. You have to wait a while and then you have to go try to find them somewhere. Hear me today. God is not playing hide and go seek with anybody in this house. Guess what? Here's the reality. If you were to just take your hand and extend your hand in front of you, you know whose presence you're going to touch. I'm not talking about we're down here. I'm not talking about up here. I'm talking about where you're sitting right now. God isn't hiding down here at the altar trying to just hide from you. No, I'm telling you. There's a God in the house that's not playing hide and go seek with you, but if you'll just reach above you, you're going to find your God. If you reach beside you, you're going to find the presence of God and the mercy of God. If you reach before you, you know what you're going to find? Come and see. Come and see. God's challenging you tonight. He said, this day, He's saying, come and see. There's a verse of Scripture that says this as we stand to our feet. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, it says this. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, I will give you Listen to the story. The verse says they're following Jesus. But finally they got an encounter with Jesus where they're not just following Him and He's going that way. But all of a sudden, He knew they were there and He knew it was time now. In His time, He turns to them and now it's a face-to-face thing. And He says, what do you want? You just tell me what you want 
And when they said, oh, we just want to know where you dwell. I want to know where you're present. I want to know where you are. Then the next question he says, come. Come. And they had to then follow him where he asked them to go to be able to get to his house and then abide with him for a long period of time. Oh my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Today I feel God's turning his face towards some people in this house and he's saying, hey, what do you want? What seek ye? What are you wanting from God today? And I believe God's crying out to some folks right now, seek Seek me and I will be there. Come unto me. Is there anybody that would love just to come to this altar right now and you feel the presence of God's dealing with you right now and you know God's been asking you to make a better commitment to Him. Come on, do you feel the presence of God? Come on. Come on right now. You need to extend your hand toward God right now. God's saying, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest for your soul. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. Come on, I feel a great pull of the Holy Ghost right now in this house. Somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost this morning. I just feel God saying, what do you want from me? You want the Holy Ghost? I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost if you'll repent. Oh, Jesus. Come on, I challenge you. Reach out. We praise oh, what do you want from God? Let him know. God, I want you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody let the tears flow. Come on, let God melt your heart, the Holy Ghost this morning. Oh, Jesus. Come on, what do you need from God? You need God to strengthen you today. He's here. You need God to heal you. God's here. You need God to encourage you. God is here. You need salvation. God is here. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Your presence that is our heart's desire just to know you That is our heart's desire Just to know you more Is what we want, Lord We worship, we praise you We're here to lift you higher We long for 
your presence that is our heart's desire 